Welcome to the Cyber Nation Uncensored Podcast. We welcome all Chumbas, Edge Runners, Vault Dwellers, Wastelanders, Spice Traders, and Space Folders. Thanks for joining us. Please give us a great review and also be sure to join us on both YouTube and Twitch. We'd love to see you on a live stream. Thanks again. See you soon. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, can you hear Hello. us? Hello. 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 <laughs> We're not going to try singing it all together. Hello. Uh, I don't know. Hello. 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 Oh, wait, no. Nah. Nah, like, no one wants now. to hear my singing. My singing is the equivalent of just karaoke. That's it. We do karaoke. No one's ever wanted to hear our singing uh, before every stream, but we did it anyway. There we go. Right. Sounds good. Alex says it sounds good. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a special edition of Power Word Talk. I usually talk to phenomenal writers, artists, and creators in the community, and obviously, this amazing team fits all of those categories and then some, but we're gonna focus on the campaign for today. Uh, I want to first thank Sirenscape for having uh, Power Word Talk over here on their channel. I'm super excited to uh, be over here and to get a chance to talk with these lovely, lovely folks. Um, I am your host, Utahime. Um, and again, if you haven't already, downloaded Sirenscape app, you should, because it is a revolutionary sound app that provides amazing sound effects and ambient music for all of your tabletop needs. So hopefully you guys are doing that now. If you haven't already, you should. Um, I am also to the community manager over at CyberNation Uncensored, and I see some of our CyberNation fam in the chat. Welcome, thank you for joining us today. We have a really active Discord over there, an amazing community. We would love for you to come and join us uh, to, to roll dice with us or just talk about all of the fun tabletop stuff, including obviously Cyberpunk, because that's why you guys are here today, right? Uh, and I don't want to continue talking because you guys didn't come here to hear me talk. You came here to see this amazing cast talk about their awesome characters. So I want, first and foremost, for those who may be new to Team Sirenscape, I want you guys first to introduce yourselves and what you guys do in the real world, and then we'll go to the characters. So let's start with Rocket Rocks. Oh my gosh. This is my I'm first time starting off with <laughs> We have oh, this like set order we do every week. <laughs> Hi free. everyone. I'm My name free. is Ellen K. Graham. And oh wait, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, I am, in fact, Rocket Fox, your second favorite person all around. And I, you know, when I'm not here on Thursday nights, which is where I'm sure you are too, hanging out with this amazing uh, cast of faces, you can also find me on Instagram, sometimes on Twitter. 
Uh, but also, I am pleased enough to have partnered with Cybernation Uncensored as well. And this very week, I started my first show, which is the monthly Weird. If you like weird, it's so stuff. fun. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, covered stories such as um, a lady who was arrested for unleashing bees on deputies, uh, and the <laughs> the World Mullet Championship. Um, the winners were announced this past month. So you know, I mean, gotta stay on top of the important things. Oh yeah. Yeah. Was I in the running? <laughs> yeah, so my my next show starts on November 6th, that is a Sunday, and it is going to be Morning Clay Cafe, in which you can join me for a nice relaxing, until maybe I yell once or twice, Morning Clay. Uh, I believe we will be starting with a little bit of Minecraft, a nice, Fun. chill, relaxing, nothing can go wrong. Of it will not. just go so smoothly, I can't even bear to think about it. Um, yeah, so make sure to mark your calendars for that. And as far as tonight, this evening goes, I am the voice, the face, the hair behind Hades, who is the team's netrunner and likes lots of muffins and likes <laughs> face on things and blowing up hallways. I forget. Do you have a different for your, your other, when you're in the net, your alter ego? I do. I do, yeah. <laughs> now I become, if anyone is familiar with um, Vampire Hunter D, D and Hellboy, Heck imagine yeah. those two beautiful individuals just got smooshed together. Um, and it is me. Low voice, cigar, horns, um, just the whole shebang. Big old, big old sword. <laughs> That's right, big old sword. The uh, Basically, the person I am looking for in this life. <laughs> <laughs> Ron Perlman, answer my calls. <laughs> yeah, where you been, Ron Perlman? <laughs> well, we're going to mosey on over to uh, Phil. Oh, hello. I'm switching it Hi. up on you guys. Yes, yeah, totally different. It's wild. <laughs> Hi, I'm Phil, um, or Scruff, uh, which you can see underneath me. That's where I am on Twitter. Uh, and in the real world, because this isn't, this is none of this is real. Just to let you guys know. Um, Sorry, guys. Sorry. <laughs> we're, in, we're in a simulation again. Uh, in the real world, I'm part of Roll to Cast, which is an Australian actual play podcast, um, which has been going for uh, about three years and seven seasons. Uh, and we are a Australian actual play uh, variety podcast uh, with the lovely Ellen and a couple more of us as well. We do a different game every season and um we share the storytelling around as well and all of those seasons are backed up by slick editing uh an original soundtrack um and sound effects so you've got um subpunk red and subpunk 2020 you've got the witcher you've got kids on bikes ellen season um vampire all sorts of stuff for everybody in the middle we are in the middle of finishing up our Avatar Legends season at the moment, it's getting right to the pointy end. Oh, so if you prefer so to, to binge your content, now's the time to get into it because it's about to finish up. Um, uh, so yeah, that's that's what I do mostly. Um, but I've got a couple of other things coming up, uh, both Cybernation Uncensored, Sh Shadows of Estrin's coming up, and also doing uh, was gearing up to do the uh, GM's round table with, uh, with Rob as well. So it's going to be really, really fun. 
Um, and uh, I guess, yeah, you normally Ellen does this, that bit, and then I talk about <laughs> like the live stuff, the stuff that's coming up soon. So, I'll, but now I'll you're on Power Word Talk, that. so it's, we're it's, like, it's yeah, all I know, it's, yeah, it's all off kilter, baby. <laughs> so, um, baby. Anyway, but in terms of Sirenscape and this uh, weekly, um, weekly game I played Bud, and Bud is a solo who wears a leather jacket and, unlike me, has a mohawk, uh, actually has hair. <laughs> Um, and in terms of kind of style and personality, uh, I've based him uh, off uh, Spike from uh, Cowboy Beat. Yes. It's, it's probably my, my main favorites. influence for, for Bud. Yeah. That's amazing. So that's me. Awesome. Now we're going to mosey on over to Ellen. <laughs> this is intense. I feel nervous. I'm like, who's it going to be? I don't want be? you to feel nervous. <laughs> Meanwhile, Brandon's like, this is the same spot I go home. <laughs> yeah. I get to relax. Well, I, I kind of had to go to Ellen because then it was like, Ellen's going to continue telling you about it. That's so like, right. That's so right. It's, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. maybe next time. Next week. Now I'll note that we'll like switch yeah. it up even more. Phil is Roll to Cast Part 1 and uh, mm -hmm. on the sequel. So like Phil said, Roll to Cast actually won an any this year um uh, for ttrpg podcasting which is really really awesome we have the i should just run downstairs and get it no that's gonna take too much time but we have the medal it's super awesome it's great to get uh recognition uh since you know it's a, a role to cast is just four people um doing doing our best to make awesome ttrpg content but not only that we do monthly live streams so the last sunday of every month last sunday in australia anyway um, we uh, play a different game. We put out a choice of three games to our lovely patrons and they get to choose what they would like to see us to play. We also have tiers in our patron, uh, in our Patreon rather. If you would like to jump in, if you would like to play along with Phil and I and Chris and Sean, the whole gang, um, that is a thing that you can do. You can uh, head over to our Patreon and see all the awesome tiers. But if you don't want to do that, you can, but you still want to have an influence, you can still vote on the game that you would like us to play. And of course, all patrons get to chat with us in our uh, Patreon, Patreon only areas of our Discord where we do <laughs> hangouts. Um, I got some of our patrons to chat with me while I organize my dice. Um, they're looking much better now. Thanks everyone. <laughs> so, we, we really want to make a nice little thriving community at Roll to Cast. So um, check out our Discord. Don't forget, it's not just for patrons. Come see our Discord. You can you can talk about episodes that you liked, games that you're playing, video games, what you saw in the cinema, all that good stuff. And uh, we are set to do our monthly live stream on Sunday, this Sunday Ooh. for Australia. I don't know what that means to you guys. But <laughs> Usually <laughs> but means Saturday night for you guys. Yeah. yeah. But uh, we will be playing Dark Heresy. So it's going to be my first Ooh. foray into the Warhammer world, um, run by our lovely Chris. Uh, Phil has played the game before, so he's an old hat, I'm assuming. Um, it's going to be really fun, really silly, really gothic, really violent. Um, a perfect, uh, perfect <laughs> kickoff to your, uh, your weekend, uh, yes. your Halloween weekend. Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah, come say hello to us there. And you can also find me um, on uh, uh, the Dead Aussie Gamers channel every Saturday. I play a Spelljammer game. And I talk like this because I'm a salty old sea dog. Um, <laughs> yes. Very, very, yeah, very, very fun. And 
And for if we have any Adelaide uh, fans in chat, um, uh, I'm going to be doing a live D&D show called Big Crit Energy. Um, run by some amazing burlesque uh, um, performers. Um, it's an all femme crew. It's going to be super awesome. Uh, and I'm going to be playing like a really cool, just chilled out druid. Just, hey, why did... <laughs> I haven't got any combative spells. Uh, I'm going to be useless. Vibe it's be just fun. vibes. <laughs> Pure vibes. Yeah, just just vibes uh yeah and that's me and for ali uh so i play the rocker boy of the group i play ali cats the rocker of your dreams that's right i even have merch um yes. and chocolates an right and i have chocolates that's right i have a sponsorship with bonbons so put in the code ali cats and get yourself the sweetest deal apart from me um <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, Ali is an exotic dancer, so she um, deals mainly in brain dances, um, making that kind of step that, of course, a lot of people have made with brain dance of like, oh, this technology that can make you uh, experience things. What should we use that for? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that's that's Ali's kind of deal. So uh, she really works in terms of parasocial relationships. I based her off of just, you know, this, this, um, it, it's always been the case, but like, you know, where sex work has gone in the internet age of, mm. of cam girls and um, the kind of e-girl persona of like, what I'm trading to you is the idea that you know me. The, the idea that you are somehow uh, able to have access to intimate thoughts or, or knowledge of me, which I can do by literally giving you a brain dance of being with me or being me. So it's, it's that go. kind of, you know, that next step in terms of like the feeding the parasocial relationship, which I thought was going to be a really interesting thing to explore in this um cyberpunk setting it's just a hop and a skip and a jump from now um how do we do things now and how you know how would that work in the in the cyberpunk world um but really ali's pretty not cutthroat but like you know she's been hurt before um there's like you know only she cares about her her little newfound family um and i think it's that thing of she spent a lot of time not like not loving or not like putting her real self out yeah. there because she's always like acting like a hundred percent of the time and now like with this gang it's it's the thing of like opening your heart allows the world to get in for better but also it allows you to be hurt more um so yeah, yeah. that's ali amazing yeah. we can't <laughs> last but certainly not least Brandon, would you mind introducing yourself, what you do, and a little bit, just a little bit about your character as well? Sure. Uh, I am Brandon Perkins, also known as DM underscore Brando, and I do lots of different things, including voice acting and writing, but most importantly, I now am a producer with Cyber Nation Uncensored. Yay! Uh, that's super exciting. I've always wanted to do production stuff, and now is my opportunity. Um, and uh, I can't wait to make new shows uh, yeah. on, you know, um, on the channel and everything. Um, I, I am in the midst of moving, which is why my 
lighting isn't as good as it usually is and also why i haven't started any new shows yet um because that is a process if if anybody's ever moved yeah it's it is a process but um at least i've got a place to to move to uh so i'm happy about that no complaints uh but yeah in a nutshell that's me and i play (laughs) (laughs) i play uh rush who uh, is loosely based, very loosely based on Walton Goggins, because I wanted to do a voice sort of like his. Um, Although uh, it's a little bit different for Rush because he's actually half Canadian. uh, So he grew up with two different accents in his household. So um, if if my uh, Southern accent isn't quite on the nose, that's my excuse. That's why. It sounds good to me. Hey, yeah. I, 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 I was in it. I was like, when I saw you guys, I was like, okay, I know exactly what, like, what is going on here. Like, everybody's characters are so distinct and different, but in such an awesome way. Well, thank you. We love it. We you. love it when the Canadian accent comes out there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, oh, yeah. it's like a, yeah. For love sure. That. For sure. <laughs> Yeah. So, so Rush is a fixer, uh, and he is now one of the biggest fixers in Night City. Uh, At least I I assume so. He's Mm -hmm. he's ranked ten, so you can't get better than that. No. So, uh, so I'm pretty proud of him. He's he's done well for himself. Um, He's more successful than than I've ever been. but he's also more traumatized and more close to dying every single day uh, <laughs> that's true, that's true. Uh, his nipples have been burnt off oh my God. that's right <laughs> I, I set him up for so much drama because i gave him a wife yes and his parents Never. are alive no what are you <laughs> talking about? i mean Just, yeah. i that's a, that's I, a recipe right surprised. there for some uh, juicy stuff to go down. If I, I sank so. my childhood home. His childhood home hasn't been burned down. Now, before we get into that, I want to know first, um, I want to know as far as the, the all of you guys are concerned, had you guys been playing a lot of Cyberpunk Red before you joined this campaign? Or was this kind of the... The, the first go at it um, and in no particular order like whoever wants to answer first like I want to mix it up a little bit <laughs> well, if, Phil, uh, Phil maybe I can jump in will be the same <laughs> yeah I, I, or like I, I the fandom in, just... in general as far as just you know cyberpunk is yeah concerned. so I, I, I love cyberpunk the the genre and the game itself so we we kicked off um, roller cast with a season of Cyberpunk 2020. Red wasn't out yet. Okay. Uh, and we, wow. we I came across this uh, this game because Cyberpunk 2077 was getting hype and I was like, wow, it's based on something from the 80s and it's really cool. Oh my God, let's play this. <laughs> we didn't want to do D&D, so we, we played something 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, and we loved it and it was great. And, and um, not only was Bill it great- traumatized but... me, I would like yeah. to add. <laughs> I ran it as close to Mike's vision as I could, I guess. Uh, yeah. with, with, you know, it's some pretty traumatic events happening. But uh, yeah, also Soaring Games was, was super, super supportive of us. Um, and they continue to be. They're really, really good. The guys who publish the game, who create the game, publish the game. And um, there's some nods to us uh, and some other people in the community as well in the Subpunk Red Book. 
uh, on the garden so pages, good. there's there's some flavor stuff. They search keywords at the top. Some of them are like our characters from our 2020 oh, campaign, awesome. which is amazing. But what they did, what they did was super generously is the art tosserian games actually gave us an early copy of the rules mm -hmm. so we didn't have all the law stuff but they okay. gave us the rules really early so we could make a campaign like before the game was published oh, that's so epic. yeah so our feed the beast campaign was like me making a campaign with the rules and also like messaging jay gray being like so in the hot zone how does <laughs> what's going on here and like basically um. trying to like figure out the law uh, when I didn't have it all in front of me. Uh, and yeah, the Feed the Beast campaign was tons of fun. So I, I yeah, this is, this is not my first foray into, into Cyberpunk Red. Not at all. Uh, but, but it's I, not even your first with Sirenscape, right? Uh, no, I also did a, a campaign for them uh, in, in Rob's place. In, in, I ran a, 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 um, a limited series for Sirenscape, yeah, where I actually had someone else on the Sirenscape decks doing all the sound and stuff for me, which is really good. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, Rob has to do it himself. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't was... even know. Like, I, you know, I have a setup for, for what's going on right now, and this is still mm. a lot <laughs> to keep it on. Yeah, doing all the soundscapes and stuff on top. Yeah. Um, oh so yeah, I'm I'm super. I I love the game, uh, and this was my first time being a player. I think. Um, okay. So yeah, I was really really glad to be first time yeah. playing it. But yeah, I've um, I, I played it before now. I was super excited when when Rob invited me. Amazing. Mm. Anybody yeah. else? I mean, that's that's my story too. Same but thing. I just I I it was my first Cyberpunk twenty twenty was my first game outside of D and D. Um, I'd only been playing role-playing games for a year before then, and I just like, I mean, I'm a sucker for, um, you know, a, a cyberpunk world. I think it's a really, it's a really good way of getting to the heart of like talking about some of these issues and, and role-playing through them. Like we're all living in a capitalist hellscape yep. and, you know, the, abs but the slight absurdity of it um really kind of hits home of like wow how messed up is this situation you know it's a mess in here and out there um but how do we how do we give ourselves back some agency and how do mm -hmm. these punks try and and live each day like it was their last and and try and put something back into the world that isn't just corporate greed you know i think that's a really important story mm -hmm. and i think it's um one that mike ponsbeth and um, and 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 um, the whole team, uh, Cody and James, then into Cyberpunk Red have kind of continued to push. It's it's the hope that gets you, but it's also the hope that keeps you alive, you know. Yeah. Um, and I just uh, yeah, I, I fell in love and like you know our our, our first time playing 2020. It, no spoilers, but there was a day where it was just Phil and I at the table. Oh boy, <laughs> <laughs> and I was weeping <laughs> weeping i say um which you guys are I no just... stranger to the feels yes especially if oh my god <laughs> yeah and, yeah, and cyberpunk red i felt i fell in love with as well because it was just like that bit more of a of a chance then, yeah. for these punks to 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 get back to get some of their own and you know um yeah so i i just i have such such love for this game and and like Phil said, Artel Zorian are really the goats out there. <laughs> like, you know, every month they're putting out free DLC, like, uh, <laughs> like, and, and it just builds to this richness and they're, they're mm -hmm. so generous for, for teams like us. And, 
um, you know, they're, they're always on Twitter, always activating the community. Um, and I just think there's some truly, truly righteous people. And I think they're awesome. Um, and it was really fun to actually play Elf Lines online for the, I did like a charity stream for um, raising money for Ukraine with Rob. And we did that as like a prequel kind of thing. So it was like baby alley cats. So it's like alley cats and uh, the fixer kid mm -hmm. meeting for the first time. Uh, and I love, I love what Rob does. Yeah. Um, how he does that with with these streams like it's like the rob mulligan expanded universe like he's just <laughs> right it's like the multiverse no. yeah all the all the threads Ooh. lead back to rob right um, no it's his yeah. universe we're all just living in yeah <laughs> no rocket what what did you have experience as well or was this newer for you um i had actually on my own channel had one season um where i brought in a cast of people and a GM because I had not GM'd myself yet. So I did not entrust myself to a new system and experience at the same time. Um, so I had a GM come in and I hired a cast of other streamers from different places that are also my friends. Um, and we did a season um, with the Cyberpunk Red uh, system, which was really fun. I, yeah, I, I agree with um, Ellen on the idea of just kind of especially in the here and now, taking it to, you know, I always had assumed that the apocalypse was going to be a lot more colorful and fun than it's turning out to be. Um, <laughs> but, you know, you know, I mean, it's as colorful as you make it, right? right yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I mean, there's that. And then I Cyberpunk Red is kind of my only foray into it, yeah. even as per the video games and such. Um, but it's there's so there's it's such the perfect setup to have mm -hmm. such interesting characters oh, and such yeah. interesting interactions with people and to be able to focus more on the storyline and the things that go on so it's not just like mm, I'm gonna roll a uh, an attack here and you know I mean you yeah. can really develop and explore those relationships and you know I mean and even as we are living in some sort of a uh, corporate hellscape it i am very curious to know what it would be like going back and playing as a corp <laughs> a corpo you know yes. seeing how That'd that changes things i've sure. never seen someone play as a corpo like literally never <laughs> i'd love Not to see yet. it like, <laughs> like, you know what? Corpos. well well <laughs> now, brandon did you I have mean... experience I'm, I'm pretty sure if i remember correctly you have yes um actually no this was my very first time <gasps> playing the you, cyberpunk i'm tabletop. probably confusing the tape like was it fallout so uh yeah i've, I've played fallout, right. it's fallout. um and uh i've done a lot with realmsmith they did a uh a cyberpunk red campaign just to, oh, awesome. like four episodes uh that was run by mike pondsmith and so my experience started with trying as hard as i could to get on that game and family because <laughs> i was I like mean, it's, it's come on maximum mic yeah. you know i could have mike kill my character come on Let's get, yeah come on hi mike yeah and and so anyway um i i failed to get on that and, and i was like really bummed but i'm like i have to play this game and and i i don't know what to do like so mm -hmm. i Anyway, I, I uh, was talking a little bit to um, Steve at Sirenscape, and he's like, you know what? 
uh, I think there might be something. And, uh, and it, it all came together in time and here I am. Um, so shout out to Steve. Thank you so much. <laughs> Cause I, otherwise I, I wouldn't get to play with all of these fine folks every week. And, uh, um, I, I wouldn't know all of you guys. And, and honestly, this is such an amazing stream to be on. Uh, I, oh. I'm grateful for it constantly every single week I'm, I'm happy to be a part of it and just to to uh you know walk out of that game just trying to catch my breath every single time because of <laughs> some some wild twist oh, yes. <laughs> yeah yeah twist and always a cliffhanger yeah. you, you don't no, mean like having an entire season and then it having not been real or anything that would be cool <laughs> leading to be, leading to being permanently paranoid that literally everything you do in the game from it's then a on simulation. is simulation. Is this real right. right now? Is this moment here and now? Not to be meta, but everything we do in the game is a simulation. Oh my god! It's a game. It's the pathologic people. <laughs> anyway, whoa, whoa, whoa! Brandon, I don't know what you're saying you right now. It doesn't confuse me. Genre as well. Me? I have no. Brandon. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay. Ah, yes. Uh, Sola. Then yeah, Sola Harvest of Souls, spelled S-O-L-A. Mm -hmm. um, it is something that I was originally trying to pitch to uh, our Talsorian to see if I could publish uh, a, a, a officially licensed cyberpunk thing. But it turns out that um, that the actual publishing rights are not owned by our Talsorian for for novels right now. Okay. So I wasn't able to do it through them and. Um, and uh, in terms of writing for Cyberpunk 2077, they were like, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that, that's, that's well, how now you know, started. guys. Now you know. Now you know. You know like, uh, so Everyone I write to CDPR. Right now. Just like saying Come on. Come on. Come on. I'm sure they're still yeah. writing Phantom Liberty, right? That's... <laughs> yeah. They're... they're they're busy. Um, but anyway, I, I adapted it. They should be it for, less busy. <laughs> I adapted it for myself. Um, created my own cyberpunk universe uh, where um, the world has been torn asunder essentially by the purposeful uh, uh, eruption of the Yellowstone supervolcano, um, which was intended to uh, cripple North America uh, in order to be able to take the technology which is essentially cybernetics uh to uh, spread across the world because it was being hoarded uh, within north america and that's all in the very prologue so i'm not giving away too much right there okay but, uh, <laughs> that's, that's just like the yeah. little a little bit to tantalize yeah that's not even getting into the main character yet so anyway uh <laughs> Yeah, you can find that on royalroad.com. Amazing. Now, I want to ask, because now, you know, that we, we know the background for how you guys got involved and in, in, into this campaign, I want to know about the initial process as far as, you know, we kind of heard a little bit about the inspiration behind the characters, but what does that look like as far as, like, how, building that character? And especially, like, I'm going to start with you this time, uh, Brandon, and then kind of go back around but I want to know as far as um, making your character, like what was that process like for you? And then you, you said that there was so much as far as the backstory with your with the family, actually 
keeping the family where it wasn't like the family tragically died or anything like that. They're still there. They're still a part of his life. Yeah, it was interesting because I wanted to leave it up to um, our Telsarian's system as it was. So I actually rolled my character, rolled his background, rolled everything uh, and went with it. Um, just created a, a character based on uh, all of that. And uh, it, it was interesting how it all came together because he was a guy that has no enemies and the only tragedy in his past is when his family was uh, basically kicked out of their nomad tribe, uh, <laughs> which I, I said because they were dealing with Raff and Shiv. Um, so that, that's, that was my explanation of it. Uh, but yeah, it all came just from rolling out the character and seeing where the dice fell. Uh, and so for me, it that's where it all started and then mm -hmm. growing it from there in game amazing how about for you rocket yeah i mean i think a lot of it's pretty similar like our Sarin has for anyone who has not yet played um the character builder that you can go through is really leads to a lot of interesting things um really a lot of nice story seed ideas and such um that you can roll it uh, just straight up if you want if you have an idea of kind of what you're leaning toward going in you can modify based on that um but it is a really nice system that takes you actually through the character creation process pretty well um because i think creating characters can sometimes be a little a little hard to do uh can, <laughs> paradox of choice yes. <laughs> I can do anything i want um how do you choose you know <laughs> right yeah well and, and i think for hades uh for anyone, and I don't know that anyone who uh, is part of our normal audience ever caught um, my uh, Cyberpunk Sonata, which was the other one. Uh, but if you did, you would probably notice some similarities between Hades and Glitch, who uh, was actually a rocker boy. Um, so a lot of, I, I tend with a lot of characters to bring in a lot of chaos and- <laughs> We love chaos. You know, um, even even where there's more of kind of a serious tone, I still mm -hmm. can't help myself but to, you know, collect severed hands and uh, <laughs> unleash. Like there's um, another another game I played over, um, luckily enough, on uh, Cobalt Press that I was a druid who may or may not have unleashed a horde of rabid squirrels, introducing <laughs> them into a new environment. I don't know. These that is happen. a spell because I actually have used that. So <laughs> yeah, it's you know, it's a fun one. I love that the little like with red eyes and like they're yeah, just, like, freaking like, out. If they work, hey. you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if if you didn't fail, you know that. Uh, well, yeah, and those squirrels never did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think they're, they're it's both like the character creator yeah. um, inherent to the game as well as just. Mm -hmm. the weird that I tend to bring with me into various places. <laughs> and, and we love it. We love it. Ellen, how about for your uh, process of building? Your um, yeah, I mean, I, I tend to go with like archetypes. I guess the, the, the joy of what Phil and I do at Roll to Cast is that we get to play different characters each season. And I always try and go like, what type haven't I, mm -hmm. I kind of played yet? Or like, what what type am I kind of not bored of? But what have I just played, and what do I want to play now? Um, 
And I think, you know, my last cyberpunk red character was like, had a cool stat of two, <laughs> you know, like was just very earnest and sweet and like not, you know, sub somewhat naive, like really hopeful. Um, it was like a, a big, strong nomad who was also a teenager and uh, really <laughs> excitable, could not lie to save herself. Um, but she also didn't need to because she had a big muscles and a big hammer and uh, um, a shotgun. So like, you know, and a shotgun, I, and, a shotgun uh, and a little pet rat, Glad, who lived on shoulder. <laughs> um, and she was fun. And, and that's like, uh, she lives very, very close to my heart, that character. But I was like, okay, I've, I've done it. I've been a tank in Cyberpunk Red um, who's had like, you know, poor not poor social skills she's very sociable but cannot be that's not her forte she cannot use those skills to help herself she's not manipulative she can't play the game socially yeah so i was like i that's what i want to do i want to try i think um i was really excited like i said of, of seeing you know where media goes um in the time of the red you know and and what kind of a rocker boy you know because i was like Sometimes it's hard to get the sense of like yeah. a rocker boy because you have to, you know, you have to have that that kind of ensemble, not ensemble, but you have to have that group of fans mm -hmm. who will follow you, you know, that that fanaticism that you kind of um, create and harbor and, and feed and grow um, and that becomes your brand. And I was just kind of like trying to think of, you know, a rocker boy who wouldn't necessarily be a musician because, mm -hmm. you know, while there's, there's, you know, some musicians who like, yes, I'm ride or die for, but if they were like, you know, go invade this corporate building, I'd be like, ah. <laughs> I'm sorry, Tay. I love you. <laughs> yeah. Um, my Chemical Romance, why are you asking me to plant a bomb under a car? <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, anything for you boys. Oh, Let's not forget there is actually that one cult that's uh, been springing up around. Was it Jerry Lita? So. Oh yeah. I do yeah. feel like yeah, though. Let's true. let's think about how with K-pop. I feel like they, their fans would definitely do like whatever yeah. Jin Man says. Would definitely do that. And like, what do you need yeah. me to do? We are coming together. Haven't they done some like really interesting like online disruption campaigns like K-pop? Oh, they have. Yeah, they they have, yeah. were asked some, by the bands yes. to do that, though. I think they kind of just came together. No, as, that's yeah, the thing. Yeah. That as their like, own, like, massive entity, just yeah. making its own decisions now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, like, I, I, I think the, the idea is that capitalism has pushed our media like, into becoming so much more insular, mm -hmm. so much, like, because a, a, a crowd is is a community is a thriving place where you go and you participate with people and i feel like there's something a bit more insidious about how we're moving now with more one-on-one -on -one. you know mm -hmm. it's this kind of idea of like oh i'm these people i i sit and i kind of like consume their content and you know in some ways parasocial relationships can be really cool but they can also be um quite harmful but either way they're very powerful and so I was like, I knew I wanted to play a rocker boy with that kind of thing. And I did, I did message Jay Gray being like, can I have an exotic dancer who's a rocker boy? <laughs> and they were like, yes, of course, stop. <laughs> Just play the game. Do the thing. Play Do the, the game, thing. Ellen. But yeah, they were like, absolutely. That's a, that's a really cool concept for a, for a rocker boy. I'm it like, really awesome, is. great. 
Um, and then similarly, I rolled the life path and it was really funny. It, it, it reminds me of, um, yeah, uh, our fellow roll to cast player, Chris, because like all that I was rolling in terms of like backstory pretty much was, um, oh, a failed relationship, failed relationship, failed relationship. <laughs> And I'm like, that's, uh, that's something. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, but really kind of helped me hone this character of, you know, people are a part of my, my arsenal, you know, mm -hmm. a solo has weapons and my weapons are people. Um, yeah. and that is why I find it hard to love. Like, yeah, it kind of helps. Uh, the life path stuff is so rich because as an actor, I love kind of like, you know, usually you don't make, you know, I'm in the fortunate position now where I'm writing my own plays and I'm having to make those character decisions and stuff. But usually as an actor, you get the script on a page and you go, okay, here are the characters. This is the character's backstories. Here are the decisions they make. And I have to now justify all that. And the life path creation is, is really awesome for that. You just let the dice give you the data and then you, the performer, kind of go how do I make that work? You know, how do I, you know, um, why has this person had so many failed relationships? Are they unlucky in love? Are they so hopeful for something better? Do they keep just chasing that bright spark or do they just kind of go through people? You're convenient, you're convenient. All right, we'll be together for a business arrangement. Um, you know, and, and it was really good because then we all got together for our session zero and we tried to line up, you know, how those, sure. uh, those, those life threads. path things would would intersect and it just yeah. it created an, an, a much um, all-rounded kind of um, shared kind of Same. backstory. I love yeah. that. Phil, for your character building, did yeah, you also go the, yeah. it seems like everybody pretty much went um, the, the, the life path route within the system itself, uh, but did you add yeah, yeah. else to it as well? So the life pass system is super, super cool. Um, really takes you through like both some like little personal decisions about kind of your character. Like if, if we don't have many technical characters in our, our yeah. thing, but like if if you do like a med tech or something, you get to like there's just questions about your workspace and stuff. So whether you work out of like some dingy, dirty, like horrifying lab, or you've yeah. got this kind of like <laughs> you know amazingly like spotless kind of place you've carved out of an alleyway or something um so yeah there are loads of really interesting decisions there and i like to do that thing where you you sort of you let the dice tell you what you want and what you don't want so you kind of roll mm -hmm. and you go i don't like that i'm going to change that one and it kind of tells you which one by yep. making it pick for you lets you kind of tell you what you you do and do, don't want so with bud i ended up sort of it's it's a bit of a it was a bit of a balancing act for me i was sort of playing to and against type for myself and I wanted to sort of play two type for the kind of solo character but also with some twists so myself I love to play support characters who I generally do so my first instinct when red is is to build a, a med tech so my other character I've played a couple of times is like a 70 year old um grandma called grandma um <laughs> who's a med tech and she's yes. been a bunch of other things in her life but yeah she's grandma. a med tech yeah yeah so Love i just she, she also runs around with a shotgun and just like you know hauls you out of the battlefield when you've got yourself in trouble <laughs> but this group didn't really need that they had yep. they had some like utility characters we've already got a fixer we've got this net runner 
and and a social character in, in the Rocket Boy, what they really needed is, was like a combat frontline. And I was like, okay, that's not usually what I play, but let's go for it. Let's play a solo. And yeah, my my kind of the the most common thing you see for a solo is you know they're detached, yeah. they're cool, professional. They, you know, just just kind of grim and and blank, like gritty. And just gritty. Yeah. <laughs> that's fine, and it's kind of fun, but it's it, it's that that kind of antihero I think works better when they're sort of in their own story. When like you know you've got your um your John Wicks and stuff, yep. but I uh, you know so I ended up sort of drawing a bit more from the the Spike angle where you've got someone who is detached, who is yes. loose, who is who doesn't isn't tied down. So my mm-hmm. character is. Uh, from a drift nation, which are the big floating cities, which is um, one of the seasons is based around that in my past, which is really cool of Rob <laughs> to kind of work those in. And that's the yeah. other thing is like the, those elements from your life path, your origin, where you come from, all of it is fodder for a, for a DM, especially if you do a long running game like this. Oh, to yeah. pick something else, like, okay, now we're going to do something that's based on your character and your past and, and dive into that. And the next campaign is someone so else's fun. past. It's really cool, and yeah, having Rob kind of base a whole thing around like my past and like this over. So the idea of like where he got his combat skills is basically this drift nation had like a, a coup from this really horrible person, uh, and he resisted that and like tried to fight back, and they lost essentially. And he got they they blew up the hospital ship, and and he got like literally washed up in Night City. So he's he's literally like got no connections. He's he's fresh. But I didn't want that to turn into like just kind of grim and gritty. So yeah. I turned that detachment into a sort of more of a like a an ironic kind of fun, <laughs> laid back. Don't let cool things guy. He's a cool worry guy. him. He's a cool yeah. guy, but not in the like mm, way. More in the like, hey, whatever, man, whatever goes. So he's like a gamer. <laughs> he plays like, a lot of elf lines. He's always on his yeah. phone <laughs> playing yeah. games before yeah. he like gets his guns out and goes shooting. Um, and then that meant that this little family uh, that he's been could really, they are his anchor. They're the, they're the thing that attaches him to the world and to the city. His anchor. Guys. Yeah, they really are. Like, <laughs> it's a them, nautical like, pun. Hey. Um, there was, a, there was a, amazing scene we got to do, you know, without too many spoilers, this amazing scene we got to do just this last session where we were kind of, we were helping kind of heal uh uh, mentally heal um, Ali Katz. Mm-hmm. And the scene that I got to, to make with Ali, I kind of, there was a point where uh, Bud was going to leave. He was going to leave Night City. He was just going to hit the road, leave it all behind and and see what was out there. And it was, it was Ali kind of was like, kept him kind of like, no, this is your family now. You can stay with us. Like there's something to, to live for and something to fight for here. So yeah, that was that was kind of the way I made Bud to just sort of take yeah. some of those archetypal things, typical things, and just kind of mold them a bit to give me a bit more something to hang to on to. With. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's just so amazing to me how all of these, like the, as far as the process for each for each of you guys, and how well it's just like everything meshes together. That's just you guys were able to just kind of hone in on those little things to make those ties, which is awesome and that's what you always like for a really good campaign what gets you coming back are those that 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 just like camaraderie and that like just 10 campaigns yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) right yeah because it's like oh my gosh 11 11 seasons correct 
that's currently yeah. yeah so for yeah for i mean throughout all of those seasons and i mean this one is yet to be written it's still the beginning um what is there a specific moment that you felt like was like a turning point for your character as far as like a, a like a pivotal i know this is a really hard question so that's why i'm gonna i'm gonna let whoever wants to take the lead on on this one because i know it's kind of a juicy one but i'm curious if there was something that really like as far as like changed them from what they were from probably from season one but it was that pivotal change to push them into kind of who are they be they're becoming now oh uh, i think I, I know one yeah i think i'm kind of have an idea yeah oh yeah what are what are we skate around okay let's Spoilers? go with you yeah let's, yeah if you can yeah. if, there's, if there's a way to um, but you know, I'm sure like yeah. I, a lot of the people too in chat have been following <laughs> from the beginning or at least have been trying to catch up to that point. But yeah, yeah. if there is something, some particular moment that you can think of. Mm. You kick it off, Rocket. <laughs> I need to think right. about how I don't spoil stuff. <laughs> yeah, well, and I, I kind of feel like, so there's two that I can think of. One I think was probably a, also a moment for Allie as well because it was and I don't know necessarily changing things for her but I think one moment would have been there was an instance this isn't going to be a spoiler there was an instance where we were fighting someone who was very big and very scary and um it essentially at this point Hades had maxed out on humanity um which if you're not familiar is a stat you have to be very careful with um yeah. yeah so she had essentially and not necessarily not of her own doing such as biting someone's face off and, and various things like that but <laughs> all of those actions and all of those consequences kind of accumulated in this one thing where this uh big guy enemy jumps down and it's a particularly violent moment not necessarily on us but yeah. those to whom we were speaking and um and Hades pretty much just kind of breaks from reality um and then actually just like shuts off <laughs> um and so I think that was kind of because up till then I Rocket as the player and also Hades like been pushing right been kind of pushing it to see how much she can do yes. <laughs> and get away with uh whilst still not outright suffering any consequences of her actions <laughs> um, you know and so finally getting to that point that was like the breaking point yeah. um i think was really interesting um because it also highly affected her relationship with alley cats who the two of them are very close they have a history um and that definitely affected that relationship um and which you know for hayes while she sees all of these people as her family and stuff like you know i mean she she and Eleanor are planning to get married. Like, come on, you know, you you're not marrying everyone in your family. So, uh, no. um, I mean, you shouldn't. <laughs> you, you shouldn't. It's not a good idea. <laughs> there are laws against it. Uh, but I I think that's one. And then one other moment that occurred to me was more of a big change Hades had gone through before the camp any of the campaign season one even started, which I was really able to show off a little bit more and get into this last session cover your ears ellen take your headphone i'm gonna yeah, pull yeah. the rock yeah, just, just go ahead now's the time <laughs> um but like it's it was 
as uh, Phil had said, the moment when all of the different characters went in and had their own moment with Allie, um, I got to show off kind of the moment, like for, for anyone who may not have caught it then or read the backstory on Wikipedia, it's not there, but um, <laughs> it's uh, essentially Allie, Hades, and a third person, Persephone, were in a relationship together like a triad. Okay. And Persephone ended up getting killed. And that's what kind of drove uh, Allie and Hades apart at that point in time. Got it. And um, so getting to kind of go back into that and also showcasing like Hades is known for her kind of crazy antics and her her wild voice and like all this stuff. Mm-hmm. But kind of showing that that was not really always the case. Um, and like this instance in this event is actually kind of what made her lose her mind a bit and go into this weird protective self space and things like that. So I think being able to show that was an interesting moment. Yeah, for sure. I didn't say anything. Robert Tables. <laughs> oh, I said, Don't lie I to saw Ellen. the wedding episode win. Um, I, I think we're, we're missing me, the yeah. GM for that. Um, <laughs> right. I will not. Uh, make any statement about that but just keep watching i'm, I'm sure there's plans question mark <laughs> right i'm back in. it's all right we've covered the, we've covered the emotional things yeah it's like uh, now robert, put your headphone back on no I'm right. robert said in chat that you all saying terrible things about me <laughs> no not at all robert, Ta- robert tables i did. love you but you were also giving rob instigated we, we know you're trying to stir up some trouble around here. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Who else wants to go next with their pivotal moment, with the changes with their character throughout these seasons? Mm, I know that mine might be short because it's kind of following off of that because mm-hmm. it was a very similar thing, but I think it was that season. Uh, so what was that, season nine? Season nine where we were going up in, against, like, you know, that, that Borg. Um, and I think at the beginning of season nine, I had just realized something pivotal had changed for Alley Katz. Like, you know, that she had this, yes, um, she and, and Hades had this past where they were formally together and then they, they broke up after a, a traumatic incident, mm-hmm. but remained, you know, somehow, you know, remained friendly, um, and had a really strong bond despite that. And, and that was awesome. And then I think season nine, I'm like, nah, I reckon Ali's, Ali's in love. <laughs> like, I reckon that's, that stuff just doesn't go away yeah. for her. Um, there were some moments of jealousy, I think, that we got to see here when it came to oh, yeah. Yeah. Our, yeah. our buddy Harrison. Yeah. And, and once I made that decision, it was really fun to kind of play, you know, the, the more self-destructive elements as well of, like, jealousy and, and bitterness and, and pettiness and 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 that kind of thing and then you know that whole season I'd been kind of thinking like when do I make my move when do I when is it right and then this like you know really traumatic incident happened with Hades um where she was really ill (laughs) and it was like a really like gut-wrenching kind of thing as the character and the player to be like oh no <laughs> I'm now now she's yeah. like unconscious and stuff and I can tell her but it's not you know oh, like real. it's real she's not gonna yeah she's not gonna be able to hear it and I, th- I yeah it's it's been an absolute joy because as a 
actor and role player, you know, 10, 10 seasons, 11 seasons now, yes. you get to feel those shifts oh, organically yeah. mm-hmm. as opposed to kind of impose those decisions. Right. It wasn't me going, oh, no, I think this is a season where Ali Katz is going to fall in love. It was, you know, eight seasons of of kind of seeing you know the the improv and just the the different offers and how that those arcs grow mm-hmm. and develop to then go mm-hmm. oh okay i'm gonna now i'm gonna now that i know this has happened i'm gonna that's where the role playing is now steering me so i'm gonna that's the course that i i now take and it yeah it really led to a lot of ali's decisions being kind of wild and crazy um getting her into like more and more dangerous situations which um is really cool and stressful (laughs) i can imagine brandon how about for you do you think there's one or is it yet to be written no i i think i think there there is one that comes to mind so uh it's interesting to see how the characters grow over 11 seasons Mm -hmm. and with rush he started out um, really full of himself, you know, like I've got my own merch, you know, uh, <laughs> with my face on it. So, because everybody knows who I am, I'm Rush. Catchphrase. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. I wish I was wearing, I wish I was wearing this shirt now. <laughs> um, so that's, you are that's wearing merch though. Started. Yeah, that's part of merch. the growth. Now all of us are on the shirt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that, that's where he started, but then it's kind of revealed that like he actually lives for his wife, Cypress, mm-hmm. um, that he loves her so much, everything he does is for her. Um, but in, very recently, he made a huge decision, um, essentially realizing that these people that he's with are so important to him that he would risk his own life on behalf of theirs, that he would die. Oh for them and and that was a big moment for him because you know he he realized you know like yes i'm doing this for cypress but she can take care of herself she's going to be okay um right now i have to do what i can for these people here yeah so that that was a big moment for him these people who cannot take care of themselves yeah no for sure (laughs) i'm like and that was very that's very real too it's something that i think that people are like like oh man i know that i i know watching it definitely uh re- especially what happened last oh. uh, yes <laughs> I, you just yeah you're just saying He's- that now i'm like the tears are like at the back of my eyes <laughs> yeah rob's really been pulling out all those stops recently it's pretty, <laughs> pretty wild yeah um oh for me there's, there's probably a couple of uh, moments to highlight so as I said before, there was a kind of whole like campaign centered around Bud's past. So that was like a really kind of major thing for him where he mm-hmm. basically got to sort of correct the mistakes where he or, or kind of overcome his initial failure, which was letting this like warlord, this tyrant basically take over his home. Um, and he thought he'd lost his like original partner there as well. and. She turned out to be alive and spoilers, everybody, uh, go back and watch these. Um, uh, so he basically, he got to, he, he, he got to sort of put that to rest, like in, in the most kind of destructive way in the end, it turned out to be, um, but that was kind of, he kind of cut his past 
that early chapter's life off completely. It's done, can't go back to it. And there was even sort of an offer from his original partner that he was like, no, my life is new now. I'm not, I'm not going backwards, I'm going forwards. So that was kind of, that was a big for me and 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 really generous of, of Rob as a GM to sort of give like a whole campaign yeah for me to explore those and then the other small moment that that is a bit more personal I think was like there's this diner that we always go to when we have like downtime sessions which is really really cool (laughs) Uh, I love that actually a lot of the the smaller bits of growth happen there where we get to sort of improvise previous things that we've gone through or just kind of make stuff up and it just it just (laughs) kind of uh, fills out the the lore of this team really well and I, I really encourage like other GMs, I think, to have downtime sessions. They're so cool. Yeah, it's like the 24-hour the diner, them. right? With the Yeah. The so just, All of the workers stakes. there are like, I'm always like, with Donna. <laughs> Donna. Donna. So that's Donna. the thing is like this. Yeah, Donna, Donna is this like, this romance has been like sort of pushing, pushed towards Bud the whole time. <laughs> and eventually this kind of personal decision I'd made early on about the character kind of got to come out, which was really interesting because... Um, it was just something I had in my in my back pocket, or was just something that yeah. was kind of I I had kind of planned for the character was not really like a major mm-hmm. part of his personality, but it was really interesting to see that kind of organically come out. And that is Bud is asexual, so he he has romantic partners, but like yeah. that whole world, like I think it's especially fun putting him next to Alley Cats, where like sexuality like is her brand, yeah, and mm-hmm. he's kind of the opposite, where that that stuff kind of like just he doesn't really get it, it, mm-hmm. it just kind of washes over him. So they were a kind of interesting foil, uh, yeah. I think. Uh, and yeah, through that coming out and that being a thing like, oh yeah, by the way, this kind of hyper-sexualized world that we live in doesn't doesn't really do anything for me, uh, was kind of fun to to bring out. And and it's that's the kind of thing when you run a ca- when a campaign goes on this long or team goes on this long, oh, yeah. all those little things like uh, eventually mm-hmm. become become kind of fodder, become grist for the mill, right? So. Uh, you might think like, oh, you know, these details don't matter. But if you carry on with your campaigns, eventually, you know, some element of that backstory is going to organically come out, which is really cool. That's awesome. Yeah. And yeah. I, I think it's such a, you know, it's uh, as well, I'm really grateful to you, Phil, for like, you know, playing that through. Because it's not it's not something that we talk about a lot, you know. Uh, uh, That's like, true. More more areas of sexuality have been are being explored now in media. Yeah. I think there's more representation for a lot of different queer identities, but I feel like there's mm-hmm. still a lot of focus on um, still kind of very normative yep. uh, ideas about um, relationships and sexuality in that it is two people, um, you know, now it's like, oh, yeah. regardless of gender, but it's still about like, oh, but you still like, love someone and that's the person that you sleep with and and you're attracted to them so therefore that means like there's you know there's still lots to be explored like it's it's yeah we're making waves but there's still a long way to go in a lot of aspects as far as just having that conversation and also to not being afraid to uh create characters that have these different parts of themselves and that you know that the audience gets to see and and also to identify with i feel that's always really awesome is that you guys get to do that where it's like little things. I mean, they it, we may not be living in a uh, cyberpunk red uh, situation right now. Uh, you mm. know, hopefully not. But, you know, it, it, and some, it, but there's also two things that are parallel to what we're, we may be experiencing, even though it's, it's obviously fantasy ish, 
but you know it's still things that i feel like it, you know, the viewers can be like you know yeah i man that really resonated with me and you guys definitely have done that for sure now i know that uh rocket is going and we're about to end this amazing talk at least for this episode because you guys want to tune in next thursday 4 p.m pacific Yay! time for the second edition of our chat where we're going to go continue going into things and yes i did see a few questions in um the chat i will be trying to add those as well uh but obviously there you know sometimes the conversation goes and, and whatever flow it goes into uh because you know there's lots to say of over 11 seasons right uh, but i want to know for a quick fun way to end this is whether or not uh, if you had an opportunity to play one of your uh, one of your fellow uh, team members' <laughs> character. Who would you play, and why? Oh, oh man! It's a fun everyone's one to end so, on. It's a good question. It's it's everyone's fun. so cool. Like I love. I honestly, I love these characters. I love them all so much. <laughs> like if you had one, if, if for some reason Rob was like, "All right, oh. so there's a brain dance where you guys switched." <laughs> that would be like a good story, by the way. Rob Rising. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, Rob, Rob, do a Freaky Friday plot. Right. Freaky Friday. It's like, <laughs> is this my body? Like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know that I have enough of the gift of the gab to, to really pull Rush off, but it would be fun. <laughs> <laughs> He's just got an easy kind of rhythm about him. <laughs> so, Rocket, you just joined us back uh, again. <laughs> We Hello. are ending uh, our awesome talk for this episode on a fun one where it's like if you had an opportunity to swap characters for an, for an episode, who would you swap with and why? So we had we, Rush was one of them so far, Ellen said. Yeah, I think I, 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 it would be really fun to play Rush <laughs> just for a day. <laughs> um, I think, you know, I... I would love to play Allie, but I think what I would want to do for this team is actually play Bud. Because <laughs> yeah. I feel like that would be really just out of my element. <laughs> just cool. I, I'd love to. I'd love to to swap uh, to swap with you because I going from playing Bud who has one liners and it's very cool and and being able to sort of unleash my energy into Hades chaos would be really great. Uh, I'm quite public about having ADHD and just like being a very impulsive person and being able to sort of Who unleash that telling? through Hades would be <laughs> super fun. Where literally any any kind of chaotic decision she thinks of, she goes and does, yes. you know, whether it's stealing muffins or just, just, just stealing anything in front of her. Um, just <laughs> I roll pickpocket. Why? What do you want? <laughs> what do you want? Like, I don't know. We'll figure it out. And they'll be so well, fun. Got... So she's so she's so like yeah. She's so uninhibited. I really like. Yeah. Really well, like I that. do have to say, I have. I also have been practicing. <laughs> yeah. How about you, Brandon? Uh, I was thinking Hades too. <laughs> um, all Hades and all Hades episodes. Oh my god! Oh my god! All Hades one rush. I don't think I could. I could pull off Alley Cats. Uh, as, as as I, <laughs> sure I you try. could. 
<laughs> I mean, you guys both have merch, so you know. That's true. That's right. We're the merch buddies. Yes. <laughs> both of the merch that I have made just for myself. Um, but as well, I think this is like how much I love this this crew and all these characters yes. and like the life that everyone brings to it. That I, I my goal is just one day make myself merch for each team member that would be amazing and uh, yes i'm pretty sure everybody in chat right now would be like wait where is that also to showcase the shirt one more time because it is available and tell this them where the it's available actual merch. this isn't just the shitty one that i made for myself this is the actual sirenscape hoodie and who did the oh, art so who did the know. art who did the art so and get we're yours. so cute. We're so cute. Yeah, I saw some posts of people already buying the sweatshirt, so that's amazing. And it's yeah, so really you need help I... from Baby Shark, though. Maybe <laughs> Sirenscape, if they're in the chat, they can drop the link for us. But you can get in t-shirts, you get in hoodies. Yeah, my I also got a t-shirt and it's still on the way. But I must say, um, they did not skimp. This hoodie is so soft on the inside um and yeah it's yes. just it's really lovely and they are so cute oh my gosh <laughs> thank you guys so much for taking time out of your day to chat with me and for us to get a chance to get to know your characters and, and that whole process of like becoming a team and we're gonna get more into the campaign and asking some more fun questions uh, because there's, I mean, there's just so much. I, it's, it's hard to fit it all in one hour for sure because, man, it's it's been such a journey for you guys and it's been so much fun, especially me being new to the team Sirenscape, just being able to watch it and seeing you guys just play your characters to just perfection. So thank you so much for, for sharing with us today. Thank you, chat for being so awesome and 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 um, just bringing the hype to this this wonderful first episode please be sure to return again next week same time same place we're going to be chatting some more uh, also too we would love to have you guys join uh, our community over at cyber nation uh, so please 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 if you get a chance to uh, come and hang out with us over there and also to enroll the cast crew as well but uh, until next time, guys, we want to thank you so much for joining us. Have a wonderful day. And bye, Chumbas. Bye. See ya. <laughs>